welcome. It's wonderful to see you all here. I'm Milena Kalinowska, Director of Public Programs here at the Hirschhorn Museum. It is my great pleasure to welcome you here tonight for a very special event, a conversation between Rotrot Klein Moke, Yves Klein widow, assistant, model, muse, and she will discuss Klein's life and works with the exhibitions curator, Carrie Brower. Before they start, I'd like just to announce a program that you already saw on the screen, and it's the every summer we do summer camp film series. And believe me, they're lots of fun. The summer camp, Ape Exploitation, kicks off tomorrow with Gorilla at Large at 8 p.m. I'm coming. <laughs> I would also like to acknowledge that Klaus Atman noted client scholar and contributor to the catalog, who is in the audience tonight, will be signing copies of his books about after the program, orange and white, very appropriate. I also would like to acknowledge support of the client's exhibition by Luis and Barbara Shrensky, and uh, Luis Shrensky is with us this evening as well. I also would like to thank the Hirschhorn staff for helping with this event, especially Jenny Leahy and Sarah Gordon. If you are interested in the membership, and we are most grateful to our members for support, you can check Join and Engage section on the website. Now let me talk about the speakers for tonight. Rotrot was an aspiring artist living in Nice when she met Yves Klein in 1957 and became his companion, model, assistant, and muse. They moved to Paris the same year in 1957, where they collaborated on many of his projects. During this time, Rotrot also had several exhibitions of her own work, including the first solar exhibition in London in 1959. Rotrot and Eves were married in January 1962, and less than a year later, Klein died of heart attack at the age of 34. In 1968, Rotrot made her current husband, Daniel Mocker. Together, they currently split their time between Phoenix, Arizona, and Paris, and co-run Yves Klein archives. Kerry Brower joined the Hirschhorn staff in 2000 and is currently deputy director and chief curator. Kerry was previously director of the Museum of Modern Art in Oxford and curator at the Museum of Contemporary Art in Los Angeles. He has organized numerous exhibitions, and I will note those that were organized here at the Hirschhorn. Visual Music in 2005, Hiroshi Sugimoto in 2006, Cinema Effect in 2008. He also served as an artistic director of Gwangju Biennale in Korea in 2004. A big exhibition had been on Klein's, uh, on Kerry's list, big Klein exhibition was on Kerry's list from the moment he joined the Hirschhorn. And indeed, the result is quite stunning. Please come and enjoy the show many times. It'll be on view here through September 12th. And now, Rotrot and Kerry. Please help me to welcome them.
Thank you, Melina, for that very nice introduction. I appreciate it. And um, the, the first thing I'd like to do uh, this evening is just to thank Rotrot for coming here, for agreeing to do this. I know that you don't often speak in, in public. And uh, the fact that you chose to do it, it means a lot uh, to me. Rotrot and I actually have, have been friends now for for many, many years, years, many years, and um, uh, to actually get this show done, get it realized, and to have Rotrot pleased with it is is the, the best review on the show that um, I could imagine. So um, anyway, thank you for coming tonight. Uh, I appreciate it uh, oh, uh, thank, very, very much. Uh, thank you so much, but I also thank very much everybody here to share um, my view I had uh, from Eve, how, how I saw him and how I uh, was thinking of him even before I met him. And uh, so I hope I can um, be able to, to be open and speak because I'm always kind of very scared. <laughs> but I'm happy that I do this little try to speak to you and thank you for coming here. Um. I want to just talk a little bit about the format that we're going to do tonight. <clears throat> Pretty simple, but um, one of the things that we thought is we we didn't really want to um, show a lot of the works of Klein. They're upstairs, and and probably most of you have have seen the works, or will come back and see them. So we're going to show um, a number of uh, photographs um, of sort of events and things that happened and some installations and, and things of this nature. And we're just going to, we're going to talk about those. We're going to try to remember the times to some degree and, and what, what was on your mind at the time and what was happening with, with you and Eve at the time. So that's going to be the format of tonight. And then we'll try to have some time, save some time to open up for uh, some questions um, afterward. So um, the first photo is up there, uh, Rotrot, and it takes us back uh, sort of to the beginning, although I'm going to go back a little further uh, uh, in a minute. But this is a very, very important photograph, I think, because it actually recreates to some degree exactly what you saw the very first moment that you first came into contact not with Klein the man, but with Klein the work. And, and this is at uh, the Gallery Ashmela in Dusseldorf in 1957. You had gone to Dusseldorf to live. Uh, I think uh, your uh, uh, brother, yes. Gunter Uecker, also an extremely uh, well-known artist, we'll show an image of later, uh, was there at the time. And you ran into this, I don't think you ever went in the gallery, actually. No. But you walked by the window and you saw this blue monochrome uh, basically floating in the window. Yeah. And I wonder, what did you think? Yeah, I think that uh, just uh, uh, was so fascinating because this painting was really calling me, calling me up to look at it and I was contemplating it for a long time. I was standing in front of it and I was just wondering who could have done this kind of painting. And uh, because the painting was kind of taking me into timelessness and into future, I had uh, probably a feeling already what I uh, was uh, living next uh, by uh, knowing Eve later. I had no, no idea, but uh, uh, there was a lot of things going on in myself uh, because 
the painting was kind of expressing uh, so much uh, life. It was vibrating and, and I had the feeling there was some communication between the painting and me. And so I was just meditating in front of it for a long time, like I thought he was a kind of a, a Zen kind of man and very spiritual. And uh, I always had this feeling when I was looking at, uh, at the fields in, in my country and also my brother in that time was uh, painting in one color and did his nails on the top yeah. of it and that was like reminding me uh, huge yellow fields from the Khozar and when uh, everything is in bloom the, the, the blooming was like uh, expressing life, life itself so intense that um, it, it draw, drives you crazy to, of happiness because it's like uh, uh, when people fell in love there's all these hormones going around and I think it has a kind of a similar effect to, to, for people and uh, because it's just like little creatures all these little uh, pollens you know who are just jumping out of every flower and this intensity I really up, uh, was feeling in this painting and was just, I was thinking, my God, how, how strange, one color and, and so many things I'm kind of feeling here. Um, I always approach art with, with my feeling, my heart more than by, by, my, uh, by thinking uh, intellectually of it and uh, I think it's always uh, pretty big meaning I can analyze later to bring it in consciousness. So uh, it's, it's wonderful to, to meet art and, and then after thinking it over, what, what happened and what did I learn from this and this art? Well, well it's amazing because <clears throat> probably the average viewer in those days would have walked by and seen a blue canvas and then kept on walking. You know, even today on a representational piece, I think the average stay in front of a painting in a museum is three seconds. So um, for you to have stopped and to have contemplated, meditated on this work for, for quite some time, you had a bond there already with, yeah, with what I think was I was receptive, do. yeah, of this kind of art and also thanks to my brother because he was already working uh, very, very much into it and what reminds me even of nature also. Yes. Nature and art is, uh, and life itself, it's all one family. You know? did, did Gunther know of Yves Klein at yes. this time? Yes, sure, he yes. did. And he even, t I called him not long ago, just uh, we had a little conversation and he told me that he invited Yves and Iris Claire to his little studio and uh -huh. when I was in, in Nice and uh -huh. Just so a I wasn't there yet and yes, yes. and I met Eve before mm -hmm. and so that was uh, which just fun to know that uh, they visit his little studio on that time. You know, you know it's funny uh, in looking at this photograph <coughs> which is so um, it's such a beautiful photograph of, of this exhibition um, uh, you know, uh, the proposition, monochrome propositions. It's, it's interesting that you only saw it in the window and it's a, it's a painting and the way it's hung is very special and we don't hang Eve's paintings no. that way now, but it's hung as if it's floating in the window and 
it conjures up something for me that, you know, he purposely put it in this window as something that was levitating uh, in the window, which brings your attention to it in a kind of different way. And then, uh, we've talked about this a little bit, the idea that it's in a window, but it's also a window on somewhere else. I mean, Eve always said, strangely enough to most people who, who don't have a hard time understanding this, that he was not an abstract painter, that he was really painting space. And so it's floating in this space of the gallery and then it's another space to somewhere else. Right. And um, uh, it's almost like a Vermeer uh, in, in, in a funny sort of way with multiple windows and doors un unlocking. Yes. Did Eve ever talk about that kind of thing to you? Or? Uh, of, of Vermeer? Yeah, of Vermeer, for example. A yeah. lot, yes. He, 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 he loved Vermeer because of the intensity of the atmosphere and the, uh, the light and the invisible into what it, uh, what it gives you, you know, when you go really into these paintings, there is this amazing kind of a feeling what yeah. you get from it, you know, how he is uh, projecting the light to cer certain uh, points in the, in, the, in the painting and uh, how expressive and how peaceful and even very strong mm -hmm. uh, how, how everything appears like uh, you are in the room. Yes, exactly. So, well, yeah. and, and what's interesting, I was just thinking about it as you were saying that, is that later Eve would do the void installation uh, at the Rees Claire Gallery and um, just a year later and it really was a space yes. at that point yes, and it was yes. blue on the outside but you could pass through it I and mean, we can look at one of Eve's paintings. Yeah, it was like light, light, and, and light and space. It was like light and space. Yeah. yeah. And, and in that sense too, perhaps precursor for the quote light and space yes, movement. Yes. That and he put his point. atmosphere inside. Yes. Like Verma did his in his painting. Right, exactly. Well, there's, there, we're looking on, on the screen at, at yeah. one of the IKB monochromes. I, I want to ask you about IKB, International Klein Blue, um, because I think there's a lot of misconceptions uh, about uh, what the blue is and what it's about. Many people think that he invented this blue, that the color blue is, is an invention of his. Um, so I wonder if you could talk a little bit of, about it. And we don't want to go too much into technique because we don't want to take the magic out of things. Yeah. But he was searching for ways of making paintings that weren't conventional. Right. Yes, yes. So. You know, when he was looking at the blue uh, ultramarine pigment that you could buy in the store, right. just like it was, he was just dreaming of having this pigment um, on, a, on the surface of his painting, you know, he wanted to paint. And so he was just thinking, how can I uh, fix it that it stays on it without that when you, that it just fell down or something. So he had to find a way in the medium you put in. I mean now we have a lot of medium mat and to mix with powders and but that was in a synthetic kind of uh, medium, um, kind of a base polyester, uh, not really polyester but uh, I don't know exactly which kind of Fix, uh, medium it was. Mm -hmm. uh, um, he did it with the uh, druggist Adam, they went to a lab and so it will not kill the pigment, you know, that right. it stays like velvet and yes. this velvet is just the thing like the sponge, you know, they just suck you in and, and like the sponge sucks in the blue. You know? Yes. 
and that he was looking for and, and he, he wanted to transport you through the blue to the material, you know, yes. like almost like an icon, you know. Uh, it's not that you visually uh, do a drawing of uh, something uh, what we know, but uh, we can't touch and feel and see, but uh, to bring us to it through this blue, to be aware there is all this, what is so important. I mean, it's just like us, our body, we who carry this material in the same way. Uh, the way, the day who it leaves us, we will just be a dead, that mm -hmm. uh, uh, meat. Okay, you know, mm -hmm. it's just there's still a lot of organism and microbe cosmos and all this going on. But I think the spiritual spirituality and our self, who we are. Uh, but I think we are the earth itself. But I think we kind of uh, go go into these different elements, you know, uh, into the cosmos and into earth itself, because we carry the spirit of the earth. And so I think the monochrome really carry our, us out into a new space we not so much um, used to to go very easily because we mm -hmm. always think of uh, of death but death does not I, to my feeling it does not really exist and uh, so it is a happy thing because we just go like a snake who leaves the skin and has a new skin you know and so all this uh, spirituality you can kind of uh, feel you, you go out into another world, you know, and different dimension and uh, just different thinking. I, I'm curious about something in, in listening to you uh, speak about this. It seems like you picked up on a lot of that, you've thought about it for years now, but you picked up on a lot of it immediately on, on seeing that piece in the window. Yeah, this is what was very, it was very uh, a, a kind of a feeling thing. I, I can put it in my consciousness later, you know, but uh, there was a lot of feeling and in, in input going into my, myself that uh, I was curious about uh, uh, defining it. Mm -hmm. um, and this is all before you met Eve. And But it strikes yeah. me as interesting, and this could, I suppose, be argued art historically um, or, or in history, but it, it strikes me that so much of the art that was being made um, in the immediate post-war period yeah. was about the aftermath of war. Um, you know, whether it's Fautrier or, or, or Dubuffet or Giacometti or, or whomever. Um, not all of it, but a lot of it. But, but this, these, this piece you saw uh, in Dusseldorf, of yes. all places, you know, um, seems to signal something different. It's yes, a shift. Yes. Yeah, um, and it gives you a guts. You think we can go without being scared, you can paint a whole galaxy. You just can, uh, not just details, you just can make a dropping of the stars, like putting grains into the field. You can just drop stars uh, with white paint on dark uh, surface, and there is the sky. You know, I discovered that I can do this, you know, mm -hmm. but that came from Eve because he allows me to, because I was always dream, dreaming about, I mean, we see this guy every night, yes. you know, and, and I was just loving it, and I always felt home into where the stars are. I thought, 
death can't exist. There is so much light. This light will be there forever. There is no darkness, like my dad told me. And and so I think the gods to to go where uh, wherever you want to to create got into so many other artists. You know, Armand he got the gods to do his uh, his. Uh, 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 Garbage, uh, and he did the uh, um, uh, full the, the empty gallery yes. after. Yeah, he, he, he did the he response. Did the, yeah, opposite, and mm -hmm. and Cesar, he did his compression after the uh, the the garbage from from uh, from Armand, mm -hmm. and and uh, so one after the other. You know, there is a lot of uh, and one color. I mean, a lot of people would love one color, and there's a lot of young artists who paint one color and. Obertin, he was com coming to Eve in the street and he said, you know Eve, I have to ask you something because I, I love, I would love to do a red painting, just red. Uh, would you allow me to do this? And, and <laughs> yeah, he, I said this was so, so moving, so sincere yeah. that um, he really thought Eve was the owner of it's his funny. And, and had to ask for Well, that it's funny permission. how Eve seemed to, uh, we're jumping ahead here, but, but yeah. it's funny how Eve seemed to gather people around him in yes, a way. Yes, yes, yes. From what I know, and you can correct me, but he, he was someone who was very intense but full of humor, liked to laugh, yeah, and, yeah. And, but people seemed to be drawn to him. Just Absolutely, like were drawn it looks like, a, like the queen of the bees and all the bees around <laughs> him. <laughs> And yeah, the, and they needed the, his permission. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And in the restaurant, you know, in the cupola, all, all yeah. the artists, they always reunite up there. And, and uh, in a minute, they were like all around him and showing what they were doing and yes. what you think is this good. And, and So his opinion was important. Uh, all the, very important, yeah. No, that's, that's very interesting. Yeah. Well, you know, and, and the reason I was kind of bringing it up, uh, too, about, about this positivism that comes out of uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, the work is this is a tough period. Uh, you, you were raised at a tough time, in a way, when you were a child. I mean, you were yes, born in, in, yes, yes. in East Germany. In, yeah, in 38, I think everybody in that time were born in Europe. It yes. was a hard time for everybody. And so you were growing and, up, and then, and then yeah. in, and the Russians came in. You, I think your family headed off to near Hamburg somewhere, yes, I believe. Yes. And uh, it wasn't easy uh, uh, for, because of the war, because of the Russians coming in, and, yes. and they and, weren't and happy. The, the, they weren't the happy worst, with the Germans at the time. I must say, the worst was still what the, the, the Jewish had to go through, yes. and that's why also all this happened, you know, because that could not be happening, and that's why everybody suffered, you know. I, I, I just want to I just want to uh, dwell on that for just a moment. Yeah. Uh, in the sense that, well, you know, in the sense that, you know, you've got Eve who comes along and then does this kind of work, which yes, is, seems yes, to really yes. go somewhere else. But oh, yeah. Gunther's pieces are, are also, your brother's pieces are also going somewhere else. Like they, freedom. Like it was freedom. Like freedom, and, yeah. Hammering through. Out of space. You know, he, he did a lot of work later on, starting in the late 50s, in which he used nails to hammer through. Right. And still right. uses them. Yeah, for some yeah, yeah. And, um, uh, and there he is in a studio, which his studio was destroyed. He was having a rough time surviving. Oh yeah, here we see the studio of uh, Gunther's who was just uh, destroyed and that was so de devastating for him because that was a place that had such an incredible memory of so many events, he reunited so many people. He was in the group zero at the time who was mm -hmm. very active. And, and there was a lot of things going on, so it was a very, very important place there. And uh, he, I saw his uh, first 
yellow painting. Mm -hmm. uh, it was a little one. It was full of nails, and it was just uh, before I saw the blue one, totally uh, amazed uh, about this painting because even I, I just said, but it was reminding me yes. how yes. full of, of uh, vibration and. So you can see the connection between the vibration yeah, yeah, in Gunther's in work the and, the and then I saw it in the blue. And of course, yeah. they were connected through yeah, the zero. Yeah, that was yeah. the connection totally. Yeah. Well, it all changed, though, right? Yeah, I, I mean, you were. There but was he opened also my mind um, very much. But I got the sensibility. I think I, I was just open for it and could feel it and understand it. Also. Yeah, you just were naturally drawn yeah, to it. Yeah. Well, this is this is a, a, a photograph that um, uh, Eve actually did for for Zero magazine, yeah. and uh, it's a photograph of the sky above Nice, and um, it's interesting because Eve talked about and Armand talked about um, uh, the fact that uh, Eve claimed that his first piece really was when he imagined himself levitating into the sky above Nice floating around to the other side yeah because si of the birds too because the birds. the birds were from this side and right so and they, were he, they made holes the holes right. yeah not yeah. that yeah. people sometimes <clears throat> misunderstand and think that he doesn't like the birds he loved the birds but, but he just, came around the other side yeah so he had to go around. right <laughs> so and he, he signed this guy and yeah, it became his first yeah. work and so it was yeah. his first and he always said work. that you know a, a voyage in the space it's you with your mind you can go even further than with uh, a machine. With a you know? machine. Yeah. Yes. But he, he didn't see all the photographs we had with the Hubble later, and he would have loved those photos. Which reminds me of, of, of the work that he did with the zones of immaterial uh, uh, sensibility in which he would sell the immaterial. Yes. yes. And um, that um, it's actually been said um, uh, by Michael Blankfurt, who was one of the, the collectors who bought, yeah, he bought this. some of the immaterial. And, yeah, and he, he said to Eve, you know, that this is really something uh, to, to, because he had to throw the gold uh, in the, in the, in the right. river, half of it, when uh, <coughs> right. Eve got And he had to burn his receipt. to thank the nature because it yep. was a collaborator. Yeah. And so he had to, yeah, he was burning the receipt. That was the only thing he was, could Orlando. Right. And and uh, so he burned it and then he saw he throwing the gold away and she was just, you know, it, it's just... But what I've heard is he said later that, or, or it was Michael Blankford or one of the, the yeah. collectors who did this, that he said later that that he, were, he had to travel a lot and wherever he went he couldn't take his collection. His collection had to stay home. Yeah. But the but one piece that always yeah. he could take was the immaterial. Take. Yeah, the immaterial you carry wherever you want, right. and, and that is so wonderful about it. Absolutely. Yeah, like memory. But I do like the fact that Eve only threw in half the gold ingots and kept. Yes, half. Kept yeah, he kept. Yeah, yeah, because he was the innovator of it. <laughs> so um, I show a picture of Nice not so much to talk about Eve exactly, but to remind uh, everyone that what happened was you managed uh, uh, to get a job as an au pair. Working for Armand, yes. the artist who was a friend of Eve's, mm -hmm. uh, you, whom you had not met at the time, um, in Nice. So coming out of, of Germany um, and winding up in Nice, and uh, can you just tell me that must uh, there must have been quite a change in your it life? It was a total change, especially first the weather, the beautiful sun, and uh, <clears throat> the warmness. I came arrived in the middle in the winter. 
and uh, it was freezing cold in uh, in, Euro in uh, Germany and uh, so I arrived in Nice where it was warm and sunny and uh, I even could go to to swim you know it was the water was was fantastic and then uh, when Armand came home uh, uh, with all the shopping I saw all the beautiful fruits and I mean fruits I have never seen, you know, it, it was uh, just like a, like a paradise, La Ravenland, you know, it oh. was like amazing. But it's, so it's really interesting that the fact that you were drawn to Klein's painting, you wound up in Nice where he was born, yes. you hadn't met him, you were working for Armand, and uh, who was a friend of his, and you had this image, as I understand it, of Eve, more as a kind of Zen master or something, yes, right? Yes, because yes. Of uh, yeah, I was uh, thinking he was a real <coughs> old man, and yeah. uh, uh, so I, when I came in, I saw this little red piece up there in the corridor, and um, then I was—I uh, couldn't speak yet. I wasn't speaking French at all, and so I was showing it to Armand, like this. You know, I'm sorry. I make the noise with my hand here and the okay. micro. <laughs> So I was so so impressed that he he had a piece of this unbelievable genius. I thought, you know, like a amazing guru or whatever I could call it. And uh, so uh, later on, so so you you didn't know him. No, I and didn't. one day this guy shows up yeah, at yeah, the door. He, he he shows up, and I hear his not his voice. He said he presented himself, if Klein and. I was like just right now because I'm just. <laughs> but it was only his voice through the door. And and yeah, I, yeah, I was so impressed. I didn't open open the door. <laughs> well, <laughs> was, you know, with a Zen master, you don't really want to. Uh, yeah, and I was just uh, <laughs> alone there with the kids, and uh, uh, <clears throat> Armand was uh, out with Elian, and he came he came later, and so I gave him the message, but I said you have to come back next day. Um, and said what he did, and uh, so the so the next day. The next day he came. You, you let him in the next day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he, so he came in like a sunshine and flirting right away. And uh, uh -huh. <laughs> this was unusual for a Zen master. To, yes, uh, I, I was. I, I could not <laughs> connect those two people. I was uh, thinking of you know <laughs> of, yes. of the. And so I had to put them in a way together. But in fact. When I met uh, Eve longer after, I, I kind of find out that he was this old man. He, he told me yeah. himself, you know, I'm very old, and he very early, early he he went before him. He went to Elsenkirchen. He even told me, you know, I have to leave soon, and I have the feeling that I have to die very soon. Really, even that, that early? I, that would have been 1958. Yeah, he just had done the the void in in. Uh, Paris by Iris Clare, huh. The Empty Room, and he said to to create the void, I have the feeling I have to die for it, that it becomes uh, totally complete. And uh, yeah. But he had just a feeling, you know, and uh, probably that's what he was uh, working like crazy, like because he thought the time was so short. Yeah. Like he, he kind of I, lived into time. I knew you had told had, me once that he, yeah. you know, had a sort of premonition, premonition of an earth, but yeah. I didn't realize it was and, that and early. And he was really so ser serious and sad. Uh, his dark eyes, he was kind of looking down, it was so sad and uh, telling me this and I just 
could not really believe this, you know, it yes. was just crazy. Such a young, beautiful man. Do you think it's one of the reasons he just... Uh, solid, and how could he, I mean... Yes, because in, his, in the photographs, well, yeah. he was a judo expert, yeah, fourth dan, black belt, yeah, judo very expert. Strong very strong, very um, full of and, life. Yeah. Yeah. But, but it's a... But had a premonition. Yeah, totally, yeah. Yeah, interesting. Mm -hmm. Well, here's a picture of him. He's staring at uh, one of the paintings he made for the Gallery of Polonaire yeah, show um, in 57, in which he, as I understand, did about 11 um, blue monochromes. This would have been slightly before you met him, I think. Yeah. And um, uh, put them in the gallery and then priced each one differently. Right? Exactly alike, priced them all differently. But it was very clear what he was trying to say, right? It was, yeah. the, it was the experience yeah, of the experience. Yeah, every material of the, the monochrome was different. It was Ex different. A different experience. Yeah. And the experience that everyone have, has with it, too, it's a difference, you know? I right. mean, uh, you have to have also somebody who has this experience with the painting, to, so the painting can be. Yes. You know, it's a, it is, but it's still. When it becomes an experience, then it's even more alive. It, it becomes something else again, you know? Like uh, you, you love your child, your child lives from the love and it, it's growing and it's getting strong. With your love, you give it to it. And if you love a painting, you feel the painting, or you give him a nice spot or your nice show, like here. And it was, by the way, the most beautiful show from Eve I have seen. Oh, thank and you. I think if he would see that, he would be so, I mean, to, that's to very, this show. That's really and, very and nice. And I you. think uh, every painting here in the show shows that it has the space it likes, it, it, to, in the space he likes to be, you know. Mm -hmm. you, you really feel it, you know. It, mm -hmm. It's like human beings who feel in a good space and feel good and it's just amazing how, how it breathes. How Okay. And I, I well, think this we breeze wanted. you get, you really get yeah. when you go into this show. It was important for us to leave yeah, space yeah. and to get a sense of the void Absolutely. in the show. Mm -hmm. as, as and it talks all by itself. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. It we didn't want to get in between the experience Yeah, you did too not. In the book, all okay, the text of his, of yeah. himself. Yeah. He, he was trying to, to make uh, rest and he talk about, about uh, when he said, you know, I like to express this and that. And, but he never could really get out of, of uh, Rastani's voice or, uh, or what he was writing, what he was really thinking. Uh -huh. it, it, you know, it's sometimes tough to put into words. It is hard when you, when you write something and you, you, you read it again and it doesn't fit. So you, re you do it again and until it really comes with the words and phrases and everything what it fits, you know, and what gives it what you really want. Yeah. Even when you talk, you know, it's so hard to really uh, uh, get what you really want. And this is a struggle, you know? Yes, it is. And when you, when you, when you by his text, I feel um, there's no more struggle. It's, it's just there. It's just what he says, you feel with your heart, mm -hmm. and you understand it. And mm -hmm. it's so true. And yeah. it's just so clear. I, I mean, for me, it is. I hope it is for everybody because um, Klaus uh, Ottmann, he did this beautiful orange book that you were talking about. Yes. And, and all these texts in there, I mean, it is like a rejuvenating bass when you read into it. You, you, it's very just so young and so, <coughs> so. Very poetic. Yeah. Um, so direct. Well, so, so sincere and so, so true, I feel.
Yes, um, absolutely. Well, one, you know, one of the things, I, I don't know if this was the right thing or not, but one of the things that um, uh, Philippe Verne and I spoke about, yeah. like the co-curator on the show, um, right from the start, was that some way, if one was going to do an Eve Klein retrospective, it wasn't just about hanging some objects. No, that shows. Some way, you had to almost kind of bring him back to life in the show. Right. And so that was one reason for starting, not with a monochrome, not with an object, but with a film. Yes, and, yes, and with yes. him pointing at, at the blank wall as if questioning and talking about the void yes, yes, and, yes. and questioning for us as curators, sure. what are we going to do? How, we, how do we do a show about Klein when it's all about the void? And, and so that's why we begin with him living again in front of us and yes. that's why his voice is, is, Absolutely. Is, is and, but I'm so amazed how Klaus did the translation because that's an amazing job. That is the job, you know, because you know, we have, when you have several translators of a text, I, I mean, it's all different. And this, I mean, I'm really very, very amazed what he did in, in these texts, how, how, how just. I right. checked them he all with it. my, he did it. So my right. French. I, I, I made sure I'm they so were pleased, okay. So please, so please. I can't say it often enough. <laughs> Thank you, Klaus. <laughs> and he took, and we didn't pay very much either. I can tell you that. <laughs> did you ever get a check? <laughs> you're still waiting, right? <laughs> but okay, so you're in Nice, right? Yes, and yes. the guy comes to the door, and here he is, um, Eve Klein. So you finally meet him, and it's like immediately there's a bond between the two of you, right? Yeah, and just like it's with, a with medium shower, you know, he's so, so, so vibrant, so amazing. Like when he smiled, and the, the look of his eyes, so intense. And it was just uh, taking your breath, you know, how he, he, he invited a person to, to, to be with him, you know, uh -huh. in a way, kind of. Yeah. It's just hard to express um, the feeling you can get when, a pe when he come into a room and he just worked in and it was just, wow. So he had a charisma. He had this charisma, unbelievable mm -hmm. charisma and charm. Yeah. And he knew it, huh? Or uh, yes, but you know he. Uh, but he didn't abuse it. He, he said a lot, me, and and, and like you think he, he is a, a lover of himself. But I think it's right to love yourself. But he was not like me, me, and it could be somebody else, but or us. You know, it it was not that he was so. How you call it? I have uh, wrote this in the New York Times. Um, Smitten the, with himself? Uh, no, yeah, no, there's a word. Uh, uh, Charlotte? No. No, no, no for, for being too much. Uh, I'm trying to think what Yeah, Roberta like Smith with the honor form and the, the, uh, with the medal, medaille and all this kind of thing to, oh, to cover uh, himself and uh -huh. doing kind of a. I don't remember that word now, but anyway. He, he, he was. Um, he, he liked to honor also uh, a painting. That's why he got dressed for the painting, to well, receive it when it was born well, think, and things like this. You know, it was yeah. uh, to the art. I but think for respect to the art itself, he had uh, to, to be uh, in, a, in a way to, to 
to to have the merit to to be the creator for it, you yeah. know, to to <coughs> interfere with the art and the surface who give he is giving or the non-surface he is giving. Uh, so he had he is the the, uh, the one who, where it comes through. Mm-hmm. So the, the, he is the emit kind of a, uh, a mediator, like yeah. a like a. Conduit. The flower who is giving the pollen, you know, it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's to give life, mm-hmm. you know, he's the person who is there to, well, to, to bring, uh, uh, so he wanted to be nice, nice dressed and be as more, as uh, good uh, he could be to, to receive and give uh, to, uh, to, that the art can exist and be Felt yes. for the material, well, or be seen and and uh, felt also when it's uh, still on the surface. Or well, it's interesting in all the photographs you see of him or the films. Yeah, he's almost always very well dressed. Yeah, that was, and uh, it was to honor the art. To honor the art, yeah. and it contradicts the concept of the yeah, Bohemian artist. Yeah, yeah. So sometimes artist. it's just thinking that uh, that uh, he's honoring himself. No, it's it's more for the art itself. More for the art. Yes. Yeah. So, so you two felt the connection, obviously. Uh, yeah, he, needed, he wanted to have respect to it. Mm-hmm. You know, he, it's like a creature. Art itself and life—it's like creatures. You know, it's something alive, and uh, would you respect that or mm-hmm. not? Well, there is that story too that when he did the void and he did, uh, two thousand people showed up for the show, and someone did start to write on the wall, I believe, and. That was disrespectful, though. I mean, he could push this far out, but there was a yeah. point where it became disrespectful for the art. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. So, not long after you meet him, he heads off to Germany, mm-hmm. ironically enough, and he starts this project for an opera house, Gelsenkirchen. And um, this is quite a project. I mean, this is a major, major, kind of scary, I think, yeah, it's, undertaking. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, I wonder if you could talk about it a little because you then went to join him there. Absolutely. And uh, uh, there was a lot of um, structure, the echafodage, you know, yeah. these metal kind of things and like Scaffold. a little platform <coughs> where mm-hmm. we were on and I helped him uh, kind of dipping into the plaster, to the cement even, mm-hmm. kind of a cement plaster. And yeah, it was just uh, amazing. and. Be- before even it came blue, you know, all the relief and mm-hmm. all the structure we did, and we had some metal to 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 go into the to the plaster that was held from the wall. When I came in, all the metal structure, like uh, beton armé, you know, mm-hmm. the, from the bunker, they mm-hmm. had this mm-hmm. technique to to put wires yeah. with the cement right. and that was the technique to 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 do for hanging such a big painting you know mm-hmm. because the, if you just stick uh, cement on it on a wall it uh, will fall down and mm-hmm. this is what happened it did fell the whole painting was done and it fell down because he had no support from the architect uh, to to do this structure mm-hmm. before even the painting arrives, mm-hmm. there was necessary. It was necessary that the wall was Be already contained mm-hmm. with these yes. wires, mm-hmm. where you can add, add the cement 
uh, after to to, yeah, to build yeah. this this painting, you know. Yes. And so it fell. It fell, and he had <coughs> from from the money he was gaining, uh, he had to pay all the material and the paint and uh. everything himself because of the fault of the architect. That mm -hmm. was was really harmful for him, and he came out of this job with no one penny, nothing. Nothing. Yeah. But it did get completed. But he had, yeah, and then it was counted. But you helped him at yeah, one point. Yeah, I helped a, a, now, I, I heard, a while. I heard there, it was a little scary for a moment. I was, uh, yeah, the, I mean, I was helping him with the monochrome, <laughs> and then we started to, to find out with the sponge where, how we were going to put it and everything. And uh, we, we were in a kind of a moment where we were not working, and he was talking to somebody, and he uh, was uh, doing a kind of a jiu-jitsu gesture, and I was just behind, and there was near the, the staircases who were not protected, and ah. I just got so scared, and I got one, one foot behind, and puff, I, I was just, it was 25 meters steep, and I, I just uh, slipped down. You started and he saw in the eye of the man who was, he was talking to that something behind him was happening. And he just turned, turned around very fast and got grabbed just my hand and brought me up. Whoa. And that, that was the end of it because I, uh, uh, the architect was so scared because I was 19. I was, uh, we were not married, and uh, I wasn't assured. And you weren't insured. Sure. That was probably the biggest. Uh, yeah, that was the biggest. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I did not have a salary. I, I was just, right. you, you know, just there. Helping. And so he was really, um, he said, so. Which is why I can't she find, has to, she which is has why I couldn't go. find a picture of you working on the project, but yeah. there's the film. But the funny You're thing the is, yeah, and the funny thing is, but I'm very thankful for this architect because he saved my life. If I would have been working with Eve by putting all the sponges into the polyester, because polyester is two elements. When you when they separate, they are not harmful. When you put them together, yeah. uh, they do kind of make a kind of a thing that it gets hot and it gets hard like a stone. So you, we we put the sponge in and it sucks it all in until the, the button of the sponge and you kind of get the most out of, out of it and then he took the sponge and nailed it on the wall and there it was in a little while it was like fume, the fume when it gets hot uh -huh. came out you know and this is so toxic Whoa. and that makes even every vein and, and, and the lungs and everything very breakable mm -hmm. And Nikita Samphal, probably um, most of people here know her. Mm -hmm. She was suffering of her long, a long time, and she, oh, I'm sorry, uh, she uh, had an oxygen bottle with her and had to have oxygen and tra trained by laughing and having some fun to laugh, laughing to make her, her lungs move. Yes. And her assistant died very, very, very early. Really? Who worked a lot with the polyester and yes. things like that. So you think it in time I learned about it, how toxic <coughs> it was, but we did not know in that time. And the, the, the people who did the polyester and put all these things together from the fabric, fabric, they said it's not toxic. But it wasn't for them because they mm -hmm. never had the fume. 
they just right. did the thing separately. And uh, so in that so in way, huge surface of sponges, so yeah. many sponges, yeah. you imagine you are in the middle of it and still putting the sponge on and all this fume. And I would have been in the middle of it and I would not have my son and I would not have... You, you, you think it could have contributed alive. to Klein's early, hmm? early death? I think it might may have contributed to his death. I uh, yeah I mean hard to say. I can I could uh, read it through all what I I heard later and uh, mm -hmm. of the fume. When I go to a cleaner and they have this plastic, and I see them uh, heating this to cut the plastic, you know, to put your clothes in. I I always tell them please don't do this to yourself, because then you really smell this this kind of. Uh, uh, odor, you know, mm -hmm. of, of toxicity. Yeah. It's, it's just terrible. Well, so, as you said at one time, he saved your life twice, in a way, by, yes. by catching you and then by sending you away. Exactly. So you, yeah, so. yeah. Anyway, it's, it was quite Sorry a Sorry to be so long in that story. No, no, it's no, <laughs> it's not, not long at all. But what a major undertaking for a 19-year-old and also for, for yeah, Eve. But who, you know how an artist can give his life uh, like this, you know, to realize such a huge, uh, beautiful uh, work, you know, and now it's really totally uh, under, that nothing can be done into this building, the, the painting, they will be there for ever, the time yeah. it will hold on. And yeah, yeah. So it is, it's under protection, like a I, historian. I should take a moment yeah. and, and say that we had to look for some of these photographs, and it was not easy, and I wanted to thank Deborah Horowitz, who, uh, did a great job in finding photographs uh, yes, for us to look through hordes and hordes of photographs that then we could go through and pick and yes. it was it was great so thanks Deborah for doing that. Yeah. There you are. Now yeah. now we move on to the anthropometries and yes. you um, uh, you look pretty happy there actually, you know. Yes. It's, it's th that's you, right? Because yes. um, uh, on both sides there's three of you there. Yeah, there's three, three uh, prints from my body, and yeah, I even show uh, when you can how it lines up with my hips and my breast and uh, the tummy. Uh, it's just in the right line there. Mm -hmm. um, and I just came from London where I had my first show, and mm -hmm. uh, I came to see Eve, and I saw all this. He started already the, the body prints, and I was more than happy to to be uh, his model sometime mm -hmm. when he did not have a model in, in the house. Uh, I was always there, so it was easy to, you, 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 to, to so he was always so anxious to do some work and uh, so... He always had a living brush practical. available. Yeah, so that, exactly, yeah. <laughs> That's great. Where, and, and I was very pleased. Where were the first anthropometries done? Were they done in the apartment? On, uh, in the apartment, yes, in, absolutely. In the apartment. Mm -hmm. oh. This is the one, um, I'm not showing a lot of artworks here, but this is one that's ours here at the museum in yeah. our collection. And it's a very special one. Um, yeah, for me it for, is too, because yeah. uh, here it's Eve, then it's me, and Eve, me, and Eve. Mm -hmm. And you see even in her, his legs how, um, how strong he was built, yes. you know, from the judo. Yes, exactly. Yeah. And um, what's interesting about the anthropometries, this one I think is a particularly beautiful one, and we're very lucky to have it. This yeah, one, I mean, some of them are very animated, but this one is very almost 
primitive in a sense. I, and I don't mean that pejoratively, but it's yeah, static. It and it, you know, it's about the imprint of something that was there that's yeah. no longer there but still remains there. But you feel the bodies. You feel the person who did it. I mean, I mm -hmm. do. I mean, I, I always recognize myself through the print. Mm -hmm. And I thought that it was really something amazing. And I think he really got challenged by the models who were always very unhappy not seeing themselves being in a room uh, when he was doing his monochromes and they were saying, why do you do all with blue? I don't see myself. Why don't you do my portraits? Why don't you paint me? And then he said, okay, uh, let's see. Uh, um, maybe you are going to do my monochrome with your body, you yes. know? So I just put the paint on, on your body and then you will uh, have in, uh, done the monochrome. But later on then he did the, the, the print by itself, yes. but he saw all the prints already there, and that was pretty early. Well, there's a piece in the show. It was much earlier than in uh, 1960 when he started uh, yeah. the prints uh, officially, you know. But uh, that was uh, kind of a thing what he was thinking of. He, yes. he wanted to please the, 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 the models. The models. And yeah. he had them also. around while he, he was doing the monochromes. Yes, yes, yes. And then at one point, and there's one piece in the show, Godet, as you leave the large blue room, mm -hmm. which looks like a monochrome, is a monochrome, and yet is the transition to the anthropometries, because I believe it was done by the model. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, and I think also, that's why also every moderate monochrome was different too, you know, because mm -hmm. the model was different and um, so the monochrome was also uh, a different atmosphere. You know, this was important to have uh, uh, some, uh, I will not say flesh, but it's, mm -hmm. it's, uh, to have a body uh, with soul, a living presence. A, a beautiful, yeah, and yeah. a beautiful girl, it's mm -hmm. a beautiful present. Uh, presence in uh, it was always for artists that's a, that's a classical way to you know when you say uh, a naked woman uh, it's just a, a model like it was for every artist before mm -hmm. I mm -hmm. mean they were always naked and the academy they are always naked when yeah, they paint absolutely. them and that's nothing unusual for uh, to it so he just uh, pleased the, the, the model to participate to mm -hmm. to make then a portrait, but just with the body, and mm -hmm. and you 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 will be astounded how much your inner soul and your uh, spiritual uh, being uh, uh, is absolutely in the print. Mm -hmm. Every moment and you felt I that you felt that when you, you did that. Yeah, them. yeah, and you feel that, and it makes you really happy to see it, and and you're amazed. Mm -hmm. You don't have a portrait. You have not your face. Because in a way, it's a return to the most simple, there. the simplest form of art. You are still there. Yeah. Yeah. So just a, just a, a mark. Yeah, and he was so much impressed by Hiroshima when he was yeah. seeing all the marks uh, from from the people who was in one second the body disappeared. They burned down, and and the shadow was still there. But the shadow was there on the, on wall, the wall and on the floor. Yeah, and he did this piece uh, called Hiroshima. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But uh, and and in a way, what did he think? It, it was almost like the person. There was something left of the person, even though there was nothing left of the person. Um. Yeah, but the mark was there. The mark was there. The mark was very important, very impressive. He he. That's why he he homaged the, to the people who had lost their lives there, you know. Mm -hmm. um, uh, it, it, you know, it's just like, they're still, in a way, they're still there, you know, the marks, yes. leaves, yeah. the spirit of, of the people, it's, yeah. it's all around.
And you know, when I, you, we had a show in Tokyo and we met uh, Isi Miyake, and Isi Miyake, he told us he was, in, when the bomb was falling, yes. he was behind a little wall. And yes, which saved he, him. He saved his life, and yeah, and he, he's pretty old. And if he had been on the other side of the wall, yeah, he would have Yeah, the other been side of the wall, mm, yeah. Mm. And he was a Yves Klein lover also, he loved mm. Yves Klein's work. Yeah, yeah very interesting. Yeah. Well, I want to, this piece is not in the show, but I couldn't help but put it in after reading an interview with you in which you, you, you talk about Eve and um, his love of vampires. Yeah. And I, I can't help but show this and ask you to talk about that just a little bit. This is you too, right? Yes. This, yes, this is yes. you. And um, here you are as a vampire. Um, and I understand that Eve actually gave you the opportunity to become a vampire. Yes. Is that true? Yeah, yeah. He, I mean, uh, <laughs> it was a play. Uh, because uh, he, he, when I was sleeping, he was putting me a little uh, uh, red dot with ink, you know? And then. You're sure he was and just. And when red. I was uh, looking in the mirror, I was just saying, oh, oh, what happened here? Oh, and he said, don't worry, I just took a little bit blood. You will not be a vampire yet. Don't worry. <laughs> And he was playing a lot. He took some, some white paper here and his teeth and, <laughs> and he took his cape and when we were going out and he just appeared behind a wall and ah, like this with the teeth, you know, <laughs> to scare me. And, and I put uh, all the garlic on the windows, you know. I, I, don't, blame you. <laughs> be I don't blame you. Protected for, yeah. the guy, yeah. <laughs> for the vampire. He might have liked our summer camp film series, uh, Exploitation, yes. actually. <laughs> Um, but uh, but he was playful. Yeah, he was way. very playful. But, but he would carry things pretty far, right? I yes, mean, even the into until the cemetery, he brought a whole group of people. With, so uh, you went to a cemetery one people, night, like Gallery Smela, <laughs> Mr. Smela, and uh, Virginia Duan, and many others. It was like a group of ten. So he 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 brought us in the middle of the night. We went to the cemetery and. We were working on gravels, so our feet were doing pretty much noise. And we tried to not to make so much noise because he said, listen, listen. And then, uh, what do we hear? It was like, hmm. It was so scary. It was just like in our neck, you know, and then, we hear up there. And From somewhere else. Yeah, and, but so loud. Because, and when you work with the foot little, it was just disturbing because we should not do a noise, you know. Oh, wow. Very quiet. And what is this? You know, this noise. And he was there's some vampire coming out <laughs> of the grave. <laughs> so and later we, we, we saw that this noise came from some big black bird who placed himself to different places, you know. And he probably had experienced this by himself it. before, yeah. yeah. And so he thought that was a good, he good, knew he'd scare the good heck out of you. entertainment yeah. for his friend in vacation. <laughs> right, right. But, but there's a kind of wonderful sense of play there. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and Since a sense he of was magic. a child, he was a child. He, he, he was the magician in a way in the theater too. He was he mm -hmm. loved to do, to 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 make uh, uh, things that people were so intrigued, you know, and and he could make it happen, you yes. know. And and uh, later on, when you think uh, he did a magic world 
But it was real. Yeah. It became real, and it was it was not a play no more. But uh, it came out of when, from the childhood. You know, the children they are the most creative people. You you know, Absolutely. like Picasso said, I always try to to paint like a child. It's mm -hmm. the hardest thing to do. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, so they are really special. Those kids when they start to to paint, really, it is amazing. And and this he always had this quality, you know, to this playful quality, like the Buddhist or, or the Muan, you know, they had this very serious uh, praying, uh, and and just it was so so serious that they had the real creation. They had to have some fun in between, you know, and mm -hmm. they thought having fun is a good thing, you know. It's it's just. Uh, you have not to be in one hand only, you know, always serious. You have to balance uh, everything a little bit, you know. Well, it, it strikes me that, um, you know, in a way, if, if Eve had been absolutely deadly serious all the time, that it would be even more difficult to understand the word. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Because absolutely. the humor allows an entryway in exactly. some way, I exactly. think. Well, and you're an artist, too. Of course. I've seen your work many times. Yes, maybe Beautiful that's work. why I'm so lucky that I had access to his art very soon. Yes, yes. Yeah. And he was supportive of you as an artist. Here Amazing. you are. Here you Amazingly. are. Amazingly. Amazingly. Yeah, here you are walking with him. And for Nikita de Sampal, too, he, he was saying to Tingley, you know, we have to be supportive for this woman because it is so difficult for a woman to exist as an artist. And he knew it from his own mom. Mm -hmm. who is a fabulous artist yes, and, and, and really incredible Very and nice. she was never really recognized for what she really was. There, had, there was one time she had in the Stedeling Museum in Amsterdam mm -hmm. yeah. a show and there was an art critic who did the most amazing critic uh, about her art and mm. that was a one-time thing. But in, in all it was uh, uh, pretty hard for her to get a spot there, you know. Yeah. But she, she is an amazing artist and very cosmic. When I spoke with her, she was also very, she said, you know, uh, there's a lot of terrible things in the world, but you know, everything is fine after, you know, it's just, uh, it's, it's part of the, the, the living, you know, and it's part of the universe. Uh, is, uh, she had a wonderful mind uh, and we are all very much inspired about her art, colors and art my children and yes. I, myself, and uh, we are all very thankful for her existence. And she was even a good uh, art critic. She, she wrote uh -huh. a lot and uh -huh. she did a beautiful poems and all this. And the dad who was a poet uh, in his uh, paintings, uh, and you and know, he also. painted really yes. beautiful uh, yep. scenes on the beach and horses and like in the circus and, and always like a, like a, a kind of a, a into kind of yes. clouds, you know. Yes. Very beautiful. We reproduced, we reproduced one of those in, in yeah. the book and as well very as beautiful one of Marie Raymond. Wonderful beautiful. man. Yeah. yeah. And um, uh, so Eve and, and even some of his early sketches seem to be yeah, similar they, they, to, to they, the fathers they, with yes, the horses absolutely. and the birds and actually with the colors by the, by, by the, by the mm -hmm. art. Mm -hmm. And Marie, she was uh, already painting with the pigments. Mm -hmm. And she oh. mm -hmm. she already uh, add all the mediums, but mm -hmm. not the medium he did later, yes. because he knew the normal commercial medium yeah. existent. Mm -hmm. But it always he thought always it kills kind of the pigment, Once you and put it, it in comes the becomes always a little bit like oil after you know, yes. like very 
glassy and, and mm -hmm. he was really looking for the velvet yeah. not to be glassy and yeah. uh, when you put light on then it shines, you know, and that, that he wanted to avoid. Interesting. Like you have uh, now, you have plexi or you have glass or mm -hmm. you have this glass that uh, you can buy, it's more expensive, where there's no more reflection right. what we can have now for our Right. Uh, glasses and yeah. things like that. Yeah, it yeah. was a pretty good step for 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 having this uh, kind of new medium to to mix. And by the way, the dealer uh, Adam, they had invented now a painting which named Flash, who has uh, uh, it's a water based this one, but it's very similar to. Uh, the pigment, uh, uh -huh. the velvet kind of. Really, so you get a little bit of the feel yes, of yes, uh, yes. IKB so, with it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Interesting. But that's you, and that's your, your painting there. Yeah, not yeah, only well, not the blue, but there. also the other. Mm -hmm. Yeah, this is me, and uh, he was so proud to to, to uh, put me into between uh, two famous artists, uh, uh, Fautrier and Schneider. Mm -hmm. And uh, Schneider, he knew very well, he came always to the evenings his mother was giving, uh, she reunited uh, always Soulage and a lot of other painters and uh, uh, so Schneider was uh, having a son who was playing with him at that time mm -hmm. and, and so I was just in the middle of those big, two big masters, poetry, also amazing artists. Um, I have a question for you. There was a, a moment in your relationship with Klein in which he said he needed a break and you didn't see one another for a while. Yes. And at that same time, you went off and you did a lot of work. Um, yeah, it's a, you know, I think uh, by reading all these tests he, he, he gave me, Yes. he, he was just well, inventing was that about. time for me. That's what I was That thinking. I could do my show in London. Yes, because afterwards you had all the work yes, to do Yes, I show. had to do my show, And then he yeah. helped create you with yeah, and behind, the kind of, he manufactured, I mean, he was kind of doing like, I could have some materials by magic uh, ways, you know, people present the wood, what I was needing, and all these kind of things, you know, uh, it just appeared in a very strange way because I had no money to, to buy anything, and I knew he didn't have any money, but how come he probably, you know, he always made a change, and he gave his art pieces into a change of something and so probably he told do you know you should say you 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 fabric this you don't need this so you can give it to her and she just doesn't cost anything mm -hmm. and even the transport to to england there yes. was somebody coming and you say you know you should fly it over it's so much easier and it doesn't cost almost nothing and i i have a, a possibility to to ship it over don't worry and, and so that happened, you know, mm -hmm. all these things, I'm, I'm so sure he was behind that. Yeah. You know? And he gave you the space to do the, yeah, do the yeah. work. And, to, and the space, yeah. 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 Well, and uh, my brother, finally, he gave me a kind of a studio because I was doing it in a little apartment I was uh, uh, having with uh, uh, somebody we rented together. But uh, the heat in the winter from the heater was so hot that everything was kind of uh, not working and I had not the real wood too and so everything I did was kind of drying away and so he he gave me a studio out of Düsseldorf there was a space with one floor and three walls so the front uh, wall was not there 
and the, the snow was blowed in, so I had to carry out the snow first. And uh, had, it was a cosmogony. I had then. water. There was ice <laughs> leaking on it, but uh, I could still get some water out. So I, I, I got this mixture from from flowers, flower, and uh, I, I remembered the flower because my brother, in the in the time of the war, we had no glue. He mixed water with flour, and he he was gluing his stems with it and things mm -hmm. like that. So I, I, got, I, I thought, oh, maybe that is a good thing to do my reliefs, you know. And uh, I, w I was doing one painting that was, I call it my first galaxy. I put uh, the whole bunch of the liquid, you know, from my flower mixed into a, a tummy, you know, the, the one you have for doing your spaghetti to yeah. drain the, the water. But uh, I hold it over a panel and was like dropping, you know, dripping all the dots on it. And then I, when it was dry and hard, I put black ink on it and then I sanded it and all the white stars came up. You know, uh -huh. Because the, the flower is pretty white, oh, kind of white off, but still in the black it appears like uh, stars. And, and that was really, uh, I was, was also giving me that what I was saying, the freedom to, to do just a sky, you know, like a panel with stars. Beautiful. Well, I'm showing Leap into the Void right now, you know, which was part of Dimanche. Yeah. The newspaper that came out, 1960, and about the same time as your show there that you were you were in, and um, uh, I know from talking to you, um, you know that we sort of always get the question about how this was done, and it always seems in a funny sort of way to be the wrong question. In a way, it's more a question about what what is it, you know, and what what feeling what do you, you want get to from express? it? What you want? What you want to express? Where does it uh, want to take you? And that is not that you want, it, want, it wants to take you to with what it, it's done and how <coughs> it's done. It's just it wants to take you there, what you really see, and and you can just go into this piece of art. What is his piece of art? Because this is what he wanted, you know. That was the, the the photo he really wanted to to express this elevation and to going into this space and to really uh, um, show how he he was uh, experiencing it mm -hmm. with his own Which body and soul. And 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 that's he invite yourself to 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 feel what he he could feel when mm -hmm. he went into this space. Mm -hmm. And and also this this elevation we can have by going into different, uh, you know, when we discover different spaces, different uh, artists, different uh, spirituality, we, we, we kind of grow and different art. We, we grow with the art and we learn so much and that's how we kind of elevate of more and more and uh, get to something pretty elevating. For ourselves we kind of have the feeling we levitating uh, over the earth who is still attracting us but you know the spirituality from the earth is elevating on the, over the earth too and it gets us and we're living of it and, and so we can really um, enjoy this. It, it's, it's, a, it's a beautiful experience. Rochard, I've realized we've been talking for over an hour. 
No way. Yeah. And uh, I had many more slides, uh, but we, uh, Dimanche, the Cosmogonies, there you are. Oh, That's yeah. a great hat, by the way. Thanks. I do I, love that hat. Yeah, Eve designed it and Is that really right? made it specially for, yeah. for, for yeah. Yeah. And, and, I, and I, I was blowing into the gold leaf, you know, to make it vibrate. Yes, there. which, which uh, in the films you see, you see them vibrating this way. Very soft because otherwise it falls down. You know? Yes. And, and actually, that's there are some down it. on the that's one. That's why we that, covered yes, it. Yeah. Yes, yes, exactly. But mm -hmm. uh, there is one in the exhibition which has the gold leaf and has come off. Yes. And we did ask you and Danielle, do you want us to put the gold leaf back on? The conservators were willing to do that, and there was no. We'll leave it there. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. It's, it's that's what it does. Ephemeral. You know, this is life. Yeah, yeah. it happens. It happens. Yeah. And I, uh, your New York adventure, but there's. Um, I just have to ask you one thing. Now, you went to California, and I have to ask you this because I'm from California and uh, was growing up in the area where this helicopter was flying over and all I the time. You went to you. Disneyland, <laughs> yes. and, and, and so you definitely flew over my house because the helicopter flew almost directly over my yeah, house. Yeah, I think you, that was, there you were baptized from Eve already, you I, know, I, and, it, and hypnotized. It was like, it was like you, you seeing the painting. Yeah, I was, I, I'm sure a little, little blue dust <laughs> came off. Your destiny was but, there, you know. Yes, yeah. So, but what I, I, what's interesting, that's Marsha Wiseman, by yeah. the way, who, by the way, introduced Wonderful my wife collector. and myself yeah. together. Yeah. Yeah. So this is all tied together. There you are. Eve's climbing into the, the helicopter. And I uh, don't know who the lady on the left is, but um, uh, uh, this was the day, I think, in which you got your engagement ring. Is that true? Yeah, but in Disneyland, not in that in, photo. In but when we were in Disneyland, we went by a gift shop, you know, where you can buy different kind of things. And Eve, he saw those rings there, and uh, affordable rings, because we didn't have much money, you know. And so I think we paid $2 for the ring. <laughs> but for me, it was the most beautiful, uh, but People can have, when they get these diamonds, you know, and say, look at my ring. But for me, it was like, uh, you know, that was the, the, the best I could get. I mean, fantastic. Right. That Absolutely. was very moving. Yeah, I thought it was so beautiful. So, yeah. yeah, and that was a beautiful memory to That's from Disneyland. Very nice. Yeah, yeah. Very we nice. were so happy there, you know, and uh, by being so happy, he said, I heard Why you don't even enjoyed Disneyland. Yeah, he right? enjoyed it so yeah. much. Yeah. We even went with the boat, you know, through the, the, water, the water and got yeah. all the showers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it was fantastic. Anyway, thank you for coming tonight. Uh, I appreciate it.